welcome back to Coaching for Profit. My name is Maggie Daniel, and I'm joined today by Brandon Moore. We have taken a few weeks off this summer, um, and so we're so excited to be back and recording more episodes. Before we start back up with our usual content, we wanted to take some time to talk about Brandon's newest book that was just released. Brandon has put a lot of time and effort to create these books, to share his knowledge and expertise on various topics. And Brandon's holding up his book cover now. Um, if you're a listener of our show, you know that earlier this year, we re- he released his first book, The Your Hero's Guide to Real Estate Investing. We actually did a podcast episode over that. Um, and if you haven't listened, go check it out. But um, today we're going to be talking about his latest book, The E-Hero's Journey, Your Guide to the Entrepreneur's Quest. So again, I'm putting on my hostess hat and uh, Brandon will be answering some questions about this book. So um, I guess before we get started, how are you doing today, Brandon? I'm great. It's great to be back and uh, doing the podcast recording. It's, you know, we took off. June was very hectic. We were going everywhere. Uh, yeah. We got to go to the Anchors, uh, not the Anchors, but the uh, Limitless Conference in Arizona. I did go to a writer's conference in Plano. It was called Anchors Con. It was really good. Uh, it's really for fiction writers, but I, I enjoyed it so much. Um, but yeah, our June was crazy busy. Yeah, usually June is kind of a time for us to recoup from the tax season, but this year that was... <laughs> not the case. And even still, it's kind of hectic, but, um, but that's okay. That is as hectic. Isn't necessarily a bad thing. So no. Well, um, before we jump into some questions I have for you, I did want to give our listeners just a really brief summary of the book. I didn't want to take up, I didn't want to answer too many of my own questions. So this is the briefest summary possible. Um, The E-Hero's Journey is your guide on your quest of entrepreneurship with practical information and real-life examples to help you overcome every challenge as you make your dreams come true. Uh, So with that in mind, I guess we should just go ahead and get into it. And I was hoping, and I know we've talked about this before, but I was hoping you could give our listeners the definition of what is an E-Hero. Well, the the E-Hero is the entrepreneur hero. And I, I got that from listening to a book called The Fiction Formula um, by Johnny Truant, Truant and Robert something else. I can't remember. It's in the book. So I, I give you a, a, it's a great resource in the back of the book is um, You Should Read List. It's a, a ton of books that I've read that I really like and read over and over again. So anyway, he talks about the, the, the hero's journey. And when he started discussing that, I was like, you know what, that's very similar to what an entrepreneur goes through. And, you know, an entrepreneur is is not a hero to a damsel in distress, but we do solve problems. We help people. And the best uh, businesses, the best entrepreneurs uh, do that very thing. They find a need and they meet that need. They solve that problem and become a hero to somebody. Yeah. I, th- I always, I think it's really cool that you've drawn on your passion for books to kind of come up with the outline for this book. Um, I mean, because you're always one to preach, like, read this book, read that book, or have you read this book, or what are you reading right now? And so it's really cool to see you take your love for books and find it in your voice too. So I I think that's really cool, but um, I haven't been able to fully read this book. I've read a couple chapters and I've skimmed through the entire thing, but um, you know, 
one-year-old life, uh, a mother of one-year-old life, <laughs> not book friendly, but I do my best. Um, but in chapter two, you talk about what you call the dissatisfaction. And I thought this whole chapter was really interesting. And um, I was hoping you could kind of explain to our listeners what you meant by the dissatisfaction. And then as a follow-up, just so you know where I'm going, I'd like to know when it happened to you, when that dissatisfaction, this status, say that word for me if I can. Dissatisfaction. Thank you. Happened to you. Well, you know, the, the dissatisfaction happens when um, either you have a, a job that you, you know, might have skills for, but you don't like. It might happen when you're a student and you don't want to, you feel like, you know, maybe college isn't for me, or uh, maybe it might happen when you see a need that somebody has and um, you you know that you you get this idea that you can fix it. And that there might be a lot of other people who have the same need. Um, you know, the dissatisfaction in chapter two I, really begins with the 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 discussion of the uh, standard point A to point B process that uh, schools and the education system in our country really kind of drive home. I mean, they uh, I think their rationale is good. I think that their 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 intentions are good. Uh, their rationale is based on, you know, if you have a high school education, you're going to make a certain number of times more income than the person who doesn't have that ed education. If you have a college education, then the multi that multiplies your 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 earning potential even more. And so that's a, that's a that's not a bad reason to go to college. However, you know, the number of people that actually go to college and those that finish college is a huge gap. And I think a lot of people, because they they wash out or drop out, think that they are failures and that they don't have a place. And that's not true. That's not, I just think that because they've been pushed into that traditional process of college is the answer, that college degree is going to get you to that, you know, white picket fence, you know, happy place someday. Um, you know, that is, that's not true. That's not, that's not accurate. Um, that's what the dissatisfaction stirs in the entrepreneur. Uh, they see it, it the, their eyes are opened, uh, so to speak. The, the, the truth is revealed that, okay, what I was doing isn't necessarily what I want to do. Mm. And yeah. your follow-up question for me, you know, I... <clears throat> I talk about my, my career path and it was not one that, that followed a straight line. It was more like the a flight of a butterfly. It, it uh, you know, starts out here and then you get pushed by the wind over here and then goes this way and gets pushed by the wind. And, you know, I just, uh, I started school right out of high school as an art major and theater double major. And I love to draw and paint still. I've got a painting that I'm working on right here. I was eyeing that earlier. <laughs> and so um, it's it's really hard to, for me to have patience with watercolors. I need to probably switch to acrylic. But anyway, um, so that I, that was what I enjoyed doing. That was a hobby that I enjoyed and I wanted to pursue it. But then I got into it and realized this is not what I wanted to do. And so I was dissatisfied there. And then I tried to, to go into... Um, the ministry. And I really got dissatisfied. Like, okay, I don't really feel like this is what I'm supposed to do here uh, in churches. I like, I love volunteering, 
hated to be on staff. And so I started to look into other places and I realized uh, that maybe business is what I need to do. And I went to work at an insurance company and then went to work uh, doing the bookkeeping for a church and realized, okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to be a CFO or an accountant for a church. And then I finally interned at a tax firm and was like, okay, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. And it wasn't necessarily where I was supposed to be forever, but it was definitely where I was supposed to start out with. And, and that meant college was necessary. And, uh, you know, I finished and received my degree, but that that's not necessarily means that, that I think that a degree is, is required for everybody. And <laughs> going even farther, that was, you know, lots of dissatisfactions that led to that place. Yeah. Well, then I went to work for other people and I learned things. And then in the book, I talk about how many times I've been let go or laid off. Uh, and it's it's staggering. Before I was 25 years old, it was four or five times. And so uh, by the time, you know, this opportunity to buy my own firm came up, um, it was not a, it was a no brainer for me. This is exactly I needed to be an entrepreneur. I need to do this on my own. The the wow. The possibility of being laid off or fired was a reality that I didn't want again. Right. Made me choose. Well, honestly, just that whole section on dissatisfaction for me could have been a whole book because I think for a lot of people, it's scary to like follow that dissatisfaction because you have maybe you have a job, maybe not in your case, (laughs) but maybe you have a job that you're decent at you're making whatever you're making the money you need or that your family needs, but you're dissatisfied. And a lot of people really struggle with taking that jump to move on that dissatisfaction. And so just, just if anybody for me were to read the book, that's the chapter I think that they should read because it's all about um, job. Isn't life. You have a life and you have a job because you need to live your life. And it shouldn't be that, you're miserable and and the thing that takes up, you know, 80, 70% of your time, if not more, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Um, but for, so for me, you know, that kind of chapter is one of the most important ones and I'm not even all the way through. So maybe I'll be um, proven wrong. What do you uh, think the most important chapter of your book is? Well, before I answer your question, I, you know, that dissatisfaction is a theme throughout the book. It's, it's the, it's the reason and the end of the chapter, it says, if you don't have the, if the dissatisfaction isn't bad enough, you will always return back. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it didn't hurt enough to change, you won't change. And, you know, it's funny that you brought that up because the dissatisfaction could be an entire book because my, my wife and I were talking the other day and she was really um, disturbed about the, the way you know, a lot of young adults are trained and told to, to follow this path. And it and it takes the life out of them. It takes the wildness. It takes the adventure out of them. And it just, and she hates that for them. It really is a burden on her to see that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what can we do differently? And so I've actually been, you know, looking into how, how can that be a full book on its own? <laughs> <laughs> I expect to be, um, 
to get a little line out. And thank you to Maggie for encouraging me too. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the other things to to actually answer your question is one of the things I think is the most important uh, chapter in the book, I guess, uh, for me, um, after you've had all of this, I had all this uh, motivation and movement towards being an entrepreneur and you become successful, there are pitfalls. Mm. And the the pitfalls of success uh, I talk about, you know, the, the deception of pride, um, vanity and fear. Those are the three pitfalls that I talk about and the, the fact that I've actually suffered from all of them. <laughs> and so and I share some of that and some of my mistakes and um, in, in that area. But, you know, when you do have success, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, don't think generationally. They just think about um, income. And I think the transition, which is we'll maybe talk about my next book coming up later, the transition of, of achieving that career and that high income, well, the next thing that you want to do is start building your net worth. High income is not the end-all be-all. It is the the, the area that brings you um, to the real wealth, to becoming wealthy and uh, financial independence. Uh, you sort of mentioned in your last answer, like mistakes that people make and um you know, you've been an advisor for a long time and you know a lot of business owners and a lot of entrepreneurs. And I'm sure you talk about this in the book a little bit, but what what would you say are some of the most common mistakes that maybe new entrepreneurs make the most often, I guess? Uh, you know, mistakes in business are are those external obstacles that we talk about and the internal um barriers or obstacles so it that's where I really talk about those things and and they're they're the ones that are internal are the ones that where you're dealing with fear where you're dealing with um, the need for self-improvement where you've you've hit a limit and you need to to get you know gain more understanding or and and become a better person and you need to um, or maybe you you don't know how to lead or manage others. Um, you know, it, it is leading and, and managing and uh, coaching other people is one of the, the the biggest soft skill a person entrepreneur can have, um, and that will definitely limit how fast and how far you can go if you can't get better at those things. Um, as far as external obstacles, you know, the biggest hindrance to businesses is cash flow. Um, you can have all the ideas in the world and, and have all the the uh, plans and strategies and whatever, but if you don't have sales and if you spend too much, um, you know, you're going to really hinder your businesses. And, and one of our clients and or former clients and other clients in the in, that we currently have. Many of them talked about with me about how they um, will spend a, a ton of money in this one direction and find out that their biggest revenue, highest margin, is this other direction. And they, because they they didn't realize it soon enough, they just lost a lot of cash 
Uh, of course, I did the same thing in, in certain times, and I talk about it in the book. But you you think that you need to do, you need to spend money on marketing and whatever in this one area rather than what really is driving your revenue, but you don't know it, and so it really disrupts your cash flow. Yeah, and um, I'm sure you talk about this, but and I know we've talked about this a lot, but um, just because you're a you know a new entrepreneur, maybe you're a one man show, doesn't mean you need to be fully a one man show. Having those people around you that you can talk about all of these um, things yeah. with, and maybe even advisors to help you see some of the mistakes that you're making, because we're not perfect and we can't see. I can't see the things I'm doing on a day to day even if they're hurting me, unless maybe somebody else brings it to my attention. And I'm sure you talk about, and like I said, I know we talk about in the podcast all the time, but having a team around you, even if they aren't your employees, if they're just your friends and family or even external advisors is so important. Mentors, coaches, uh, just an accountability, you know, a partner um, in that coaching area to say, okay, these are the strategies that I think, and just having somebody else to bounce those things off of, because a lot of times when we, as entrepreneurs, we always, it's like, my, like when my wife goes shopping and she says she bought something for $9, it was actually $9.99. Mm-hmm. She, she, she rounds down because her expectations or her, her mind thinks that way. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, when they think about their expenses or potential costs or whatever, they round down and their mm-hmm. potential sales, they round up. And so um, having another mentor or coach or somebody that you can talk with about these specific items and specific strategies to be able to say, okay, uh, is that really based in reality? And of course, in a a more coaching and more um, nuanced way, instead of, you know, I don't usually slap my uh, clients in the face saying, (laughs) don't do that, stupid. You know, don't, that's not a good coaching. Uh, Right. Well, sometimes it could be necessary. (laughs) Um, earlier you mentioned something about external obstacles and obviously we know that right now everyone is facing a lot of external obstacles I mean not just entrepreneurs your every you know your average Joe is facing external obstacle after external obstacle with inflation and xyz I mean there's just so much going on Um, how can entrepreneurs navigate such big obstacles and still kind of achieve their dreams and goals. Yeah. And, and for the entrepreneur, the business owner, you really need to, to be aware of, of where your revenue comes from um, and, and watch those dollars. Watching that cash flow is the biggest um, uh, thing and having cash reserves. You know, if it's hard to say that now, now that we're in a lot of economic disruption. Before economic disruption comes is when you should be preparing for the disruption. Uh, we talk about in the book how you're either uh, going into a storm, into a storm, or leaving a storm. But the storm is inevitable. It will happen. There is going to be some kind of disruptive chaos that happens uh, in your business or in the market, in the economy, something. And so you've got to prepare for that. You've got to be able to have a cash reserve or... Uh, count your costs, minimize those, focus your, your your revenue streams to the ones that have the highest margins, maybe cut back on, on some things and push other things out uh, just to, to make sure that you um, 
are meeting the needs of the people and 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 getting those things done. So as an entrepreneur, it's it's easy for me to say, hey, watch your dollars, uh, be prepared. But the truth is that we we can't know for every obstacle, but we can prepare for some. Um as we kind of wrap up this interview, um, is there anything else you want to share about your book? Anything that you want to share with potential readers or um, just kind of anything else? Uh, this book is, you know, I, I use a lot of metaphors with uh, Star Wars and Matrix because those are probably my two favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And they, they epitomize uh, the, the hero's journey. Um, there's, there's no better, like I talk about in the choice chapter, when you make the choice to become an entrepreneur, there's no better example of this uh, in, in cinematic history of red pill versus blue pill. It's it's actually become part of our culture to even say red pill. Take take the red pill. That means wake up. Yeah. Wake up to reality. Make this choice. And so, you know, I love that about the the, uh, the book. I love about those about those movies. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about my personal experience. I, I'm very vulnerable. Um, Angela says I'm too vulnerable that I share too much. It sometimes makes her cry in these movies, but um, or not in these books. But um, I just, if I don't share the the mistakes and the, the truth, then people won't they won't uh, trust me. They won't trust the experience when they're reading. Yeah. So you said future books. So what's coming next for you as an author? Uh, probably in the next couple of days, um, I will get the final copy of uh, The Beginning of Wealth. Mm. It's Reaching Financial Independence Through the Seven Wealth Behaviors. And it talks about the, uh, the, the wisdom and things like that are not secret. But the, the path to wealth is not a secret. It's, it's not, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And we talk about the um, what the seven wealth behaviors are, and we go into great depth on them. And um, uh, it's probably going to be one of the best books I've written. I really, really enjoyed it and uh, enjoyed writing it. Um, I actually talked to a lot of people before writing it, and they said, listen, when you get that done, please let me know, because it's something that they desperately want their their kids to have. And yeah. Of course, the, you know, the audience I write when I'm writing these books, the audience that I'm writing to are young adults between the ages of 18 and, and 30. It's just, you know, as if I was writing to my kids. That's that's what that's what I'm writing to is is to share the the knowledge and legacy that um, that my wife and I have developed over the last 25, 26 years. I guess we've been married 26 years now. So um Praise the Lord. Uh, but, uh, you know, this this journey that we've been on and, and, and how we've um, accumulated businesses, accumulated real estate and accumulated wealth. It's, it's for a purpose, has a has a long term uh, purpose and, and goal. Um, you know, when we were in, in college and career group in our church with the, the pastor of the young adults, he, he would always preach destiny. It doesn't matter where he was at what he was preaching, the theme would be destiny, that you have a purpose, you have a destiny, you have a calling. And that kind of thing stirred me up a lot when I was, uh, you know, 20, mm. 22 years old. And so um, I kind of put that kind of same 
uh, theme in my books. And I hope that that uh, young people, when they read it, get that out of it. I'm really looking forward to the next book. I've been counting down the days. All right. Um, so while we're kind of talking about the future and things that you've got going on, I also want to take some time to plug our CPA firm's new membership opportunities for business owners and individuals. And I was hoping you could just share with our listeners a little bit about what our memberships are and a little bit about how they might work. Well, what we did at the, in our firm is create these memberships where uh, either individuals or uh, business and individuals uh, can sign up for these, these memberships where you pay a monthly fee and you get a bundle of services. Uh, now, the, the services include the tax returns, the state tax return, um, and then some of them have financial planning, some of them have tax planning, some of them have coaching. Mm-hmm. either business coaching or real estate coaching. What we tried to do is take all of these very expensive services that CPA firms um, provide for the wealthiest people, bundle them together, discount them greatly, and make them affordable so that everybody can afford the same services that the wealthy get all the time. Yeah. And um, our firm really wants to see people reach financial independence. It's It's implied in our uh, mission statement that we want to help people earn more and keep more of what they earn. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a earn more is getting that high income and keep more is building your net worth. And when you start to do that and you build your net worth to where you know you now have a passive income or a business that's generating income without your input or you've been able to strategically plan your finances to where you're living well below your means and, and building your future retirement, not just retirement, but legacy for your kids' kids. That's that's what our firm hopes to do and, and provide. And um, we're really excited about it. Those they're they're really affordable um, and they 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 get you uh, paired with our team members and and where you're either talking quarterly, monthly, or as much as we we can we, as much as needed to get the job done. That's that's what we're excited about. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed being able to help you build them out and get them kind of ready on the back end. I'm excited to get this rolled out and start helping some people. And whether you're a business owner or maybe, um, maybe you're just in, not just, a, maybe you're an individual who hasn't taken that step in entrepreneurship, but you want to get that financial independence. We have just individual membership plans for people who may not own their own business yet, but maybe that's a goal and you can use our memberships to help you get there. So I'm, I'm excited for those. You can uh, also build your own uh, membership because we have all the services listed and you can create an ad hoc. We have to do a custom build, but um, you know, we, we just want to get the services out there. We want people yeah. to be able to um, receive all the services that we can give them in a manner that they can afford and that, you know, wins for everybody. So, yeah. Uh, if you want to learn more about our membership uh, packages, you can go to the CPA's website, which is www.bkm-cpa.com. If you want to learn more about Brandon's books, you can go to Brandon's website, which is www.brandonkmore.com. Both of his books are available on our website, but also available on Amazon if that's easier for you. And, um, 
you make sure to like us on Facebook. Brandon has an Instagram and we now have a Twitter, which has 22 followers as of this morning. Uh, so make sure to look us up and uh, like, follow, share so that we can get the word out and help more people. Um, Brandon, do you have anything else to share? Uh, no, except for one of the things that we have to offer is if you sign up for the newsletter uh, or sign up for one of the memberships, maybe we'll send you uh, my, uh, not to sign up for the memberships, sign up for the newsletter at the the, the firm or the uh, my author website. We'll send you one of the um, uh, you should read list of all the books that I love that uh, are so awesome that I read over and over again. That'd be great. So I guess for now, uh, I'm Maggie Daniel, and that's Brandon Moore. And this has been Coaching for Profit, where we believe your profit equals your potential minus your barriers. And we hope to see you again next time. All right. See you.